This podcast is part of the MyPodcast.com network. Go online right now and get your very own 100% free podcast, MyPodcast.com. This is a download from cjmedicon.blogspot.com. Hello. In this podcast, we shall be looking at two very important key concepts, genre and representation. These two concepts are very much linked and it's very difficult to discuss one without discussing the other. So let's first recap what we already know about these two concepts. genre is a media category. It helps us to group media texts together because of their shared codes and conventions. In other words, because they're similar to each other. Genres are often argued to be repetitive and they often follow similar formulas or rules. These features or codes and conventions are really important to the media industry and the press. Genres can help industries predict a target audience, even predict whether they're going to be successful or not. After all, it does make sense that if one formula or rule works and has been popular and successful, then you'll often find other similar texts who are trying to build on that same success. Therefore, genres are a really good way of targeting specific audiences, and they really help when marketing or promoting a new media text. Often the genre is a selling point. Audiences have preferences. They have genres that they prefer over others. And the same is true of music. Think of all the different genres of music. You can even think of genre-specific music publications. Many people argue that genres are low risk, that they're quite safe. Some even say they lack creativity. What do you think? Do you think there are any specific genres that are more popular than others? Do we go through trends? It's often argued that genres come in waves and peaks. What do you think about this? Representation. Remember, the media does not present reality. It represents someone's version of it. We are given a version of reality, and this is called mediation. When we talk about representation, there are a few key words you need to think about. Firstly, selection. Think about what is included, but also what has been left out. Number two, think about organisation. Remember, all representations are constructed and then carefully arranged. And also think about three, focus. Often audiences are pushed towards certain aspects of the representation. 
Sometimes we're asked to focus or concentrate on one thing more than another. Often the media represents people, places, themes, ideas and values as true. We think they're true because they're repeated over and over and we get used to them. And this is how myths and stereotypes are formed. Think about what myths and stereotypes there are of particular genres of music or even certain bands. Often we associate certain types of representation to certain genres. two important concepts of genre and representation, let's look at how these two concepts are linked to each other and how they help us understand the music press and the music industry. The music industry has always categorised music as formulas because they're easier to sell to audiences. This is because of their familiarity and audiences get a great deal of pleasure and satisfaction from being able to predict certain genres. Often new artists become more attractive to a record company when they almost guarantee an identifiable sound or look. This is particular if they resemble other successful signings, because remember, genres are a way of targeting niche audiences. Genres aren't just a good way of marketing and promoting new bands, but also music publications themselves. Look at how music publications use the visuals, the things that we expect from a certain genre. You need to remember these three things. One, visual identifiers. Many visual signifiers are aspects of mise-en-scene and other aspects of media language. And you can often see these within the layout of a magazine. Two, think about the representation of the music or the artist in terms of genre. Look at their image and style. Is it what we expect? How does it give us clues to their type of music? And three, think about mode of address. This is a term that I keep talking about. There is often a great deal of genre specific terminology or often the written copy or editorial content of a magazine reflects the genre. So think carefully about the type of language that you could use when writing your own magazine because this can help the audience to create meaning and expectations. Genre and representation can be used strategically by music publishers to construct lifestyles for the reader. What do you think we mean by constructing lifestyles? Take any magazine and look at the adverts. This can give you a really good idea of the type of audience the institution expects to be reading their magazine. After all, we do make stereotypes based on the type of music that people listen to. This is called reader stereotyping and it is related to genre. Therefore, many magazines have lifestyle profiles or reader profiles. And this can highlight and expose certain stereotypes of gender and race. A very simple example explains this. 
We always associate rock music, metal, country, primarily with white performers. Similarly, hip-hop, rap, R&B have connotations of black artists. Is this true of the audiences as well? So think carefully when you're writing about genre and representation and think about it when you're designing a publication of your own. Are there any issues of race and gender in your articles and editorial content? And can the race or gender identity of a reader be implied by the artists that are in your magazine or the advertising that are featured? After your tremendous success on your past albums, some have said you've sold out because of the use of rock and roll in your music. How do you reply to that? You see, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, rock and roll is truly black music. It was created by Chuck Berry, Little Richard, and black people like that who started it off back in the day, you know. And as far as I'm concerned, music is music. I don't look at it as rock, R&B, all that kind of stuff. I just look at it as music, you know. <laughs> Let's look at Kerrang! Look at the adverts that feature in Kerrang! It's very rare that they feature non-white models. Also look at the editorial content. The style and language is often very aggressive, angry, you could say masculine. Therefore when we look at a copy of Kerrang! it's clearly got clues to the race and gender of a predominantly white and male target audience. And you could argue that that is even reflected in the content of the magazine that contains mainly white and male rock artists or metal bands. Let's also look at Classic Rock magazine. There's a clear focus in this magazine on the past, on nostalgia, rock's heritage, the legacy of certain bands. So it therefore addresses a genre and racial identity. Because the magazine does focus on the history of rock music, it shows its development from its origins in black African American music and you'll often see uh, black musicians featured. Jimi Hendrix is an obvious example. So black artists do get frequent coverage in classic rock magazine. But let's look at the issue, or uh, there's quite a difficult one really, Eminem. Eminem as an artist obviously has a wide appeal. Why? Well, his music is going to appeal to maybe a black audience. He's white, so he maybe appeals to a white audience. You could even argue that it's mainly um, male specific because of the type of music, but you could say that he was attractive, so he would appeal to a female audience. In other words, when we look at Eminem as a text himself, all sorts of oppositions and dilemmas arise. It's a very complex area. So remember, issues of genre and representation aren't necessarily as clear as we would like them to be. To extend your knowledge of race, try comparing or contrasting different magazines and assess whether these issues of race are real content. This is also an important issue if you're asked to design your own magazine and comment on how you have represented race. Gender. We mentioned an important key term earlier. Target readership profiles. 
Target readership profiles acknowledge that there are female readers of magazines, but statistics suggest that the music press is male-dominated. In the lesson, I showed you some of the official programmes. So we saw that NME has a 65% male readership, Metal Hammer 66, uncut 96% of its readers are male. And remember, these figures are regardless of age, employment, whether the magazine comes out monthly or weekly. If asked to design your own magazine, think about your target readership profile. You need to know your audience. So the profiles we've just heard, what do they suggest about the music press? Perhaps we could argue that men of all ages are likely to read about music. Perhaps the consumption and pleasure of music is inherently male orientated and so music publications cater accordingly, they cater for men. Maybe certain music genres offer a male orientated mode of address, perhaps the female address is ignored. So therefore a male dominated fan base is encouraged and it's no surprise that generally the editorial teams of most publications are predominantly male. So let's now look at genre and masculinity. When we've been looking at magazines in class, do you notice that specific genres of publications uh, perpetuate certain stereotypes about men or women? For example, when you look at a genre-specific magazine, a rock magazine for example, it tends to be a very masculine genre. Metal music is often represented as aggressive, angry, uh, lots of connotations of male power, status and dominance. When we look at images of hip-hop or rap stars, you get lots of masculine posturing, eye contact looking directly into the camera, lots of um, props like cars, we have naked torsos, the bling, aggressive stances. These are all themes of violence and possibly misogyny. But what about the when you see women in metal magazines or in a rock genre specific magazine, how are they represented? Do they adopt a masculine characteristic or style? Are they just sex objects to be looked at? Are women even present? Think about how the representation of women can be linked to some of the values, the ideology that exists in our society. To extend your knowledge of genre and the representation of gender, think about how certain magazines represent women. Just think of those Ministry of Sound adverts. And then think about whether you think these representations are positive or negative. Perhaps there's a bit of both. So overall, start thinking about whether you can argue that women are marginalised by the music press. the seven steps to success. Step one. The music industry categorizes music because formulas are easier to sell. Step two. Sameness and predictability are key when categorizing. Artists or bands fit into genres because they sound or look like other artists. Step three. 
Music magazines continue this tradition and actually promote music through established genre templates. The press uses genre codes and conventions. Step 4. Categorising music leads to the construction of lifestyle identities. Step 5. Stereotyping audiences is a direct consequence of constructing lifestyles and entertainment profiles. Step 6. Music genres often have connotations of or associations relating to gender and race. Step 7. Music magazines can be argued to perpetuate stereotypical associations relating to genre and representation in their music coverage, their layout, their mode of address and through their advertising. Thanks for downloading from cjmediacom.blogspot.com